There are lots of people out there who will tell us that we shouldn't be looking at pornography, but there aren't many people showing us how to finally break free of porn. Without a mentor, without a guide, it's easy to get stuck in hopelessness and shame. The Freedom to Love podcast is here to be your mentor and your guide. We want to provide you with practical strategies and techniques to live free of porn forever. Then you'll be free to experience the love you really desire. Welcome back to the Freedom to Love podcast. I'm Jeremy Rohr, the founder of Freedom to Love. And our mission here is to mentor young men so that you can live lives free of pornography. Now, last episode, we began looking at how our brain can keep us trapped in habitual sin. For example, looking at pornography, engaging in sexual sin like masturbation. And the challenge we have is our lower brain that has helped us survive for millennia, helped our ancestors be able to, to live in the wild and be able to live long enough that we could come along. Our lower brain creates challenges for us because our lower brain is really good at three different things. Our lower brain is really good at conserving energy, which means that it likes to go on autopilot. It's really good at avoiding pain so that we don't have to feel bad. And it's also good at seeking pleasure so that we can enjoy life. We can enjoy things like good food and when we're married, sexual relations with our spouse. And all of these are good things. But the challenge is they're counterproductive when it comes to overcoming habitual sin like looking at pornography. So the key is learning to engage our higher brain and understanding how our brain works. So we talked last time about the prefrontal cortex, how it doesn't fully mature until age 25. So we talked about the benefits of how it can help us set goals and evaluate the consequences of our actions toward those goals, how it can help us override the lower brain's instincts, and it can actually help us create new habits. Some of the things I encouraged you to do was begin to set goals for yourself. Look at setting weekly, monthly goals. Things like praying five to 10 minutes a day or taking time each day to be thankful for the blessings in your life. Maybe each day write down a list of, of five blessings from each day. Also, the second thing, begin to plan your daily activities. Plan your activities in advance so that you're choosing how you're going to spend your time and what you're going to do. And sometimes that means setting time aside to do stuff. And sometimes, you know, it might mean things like, putting a, a timer out to end of playing a video game or end doing an activity at a certain time. It's that you are beginning to use your higher brain to choose how you're going to live. And then the third one was to find an ally or an accountability partner to help you on this journey so that you have someone there alongside of you with you in this process. Just knowing that you're going to have to talk to somebody about this many times is enough to keep you from giving in uh, a few extra times along the way. Now, we say all this because the higher brain and the brain itself is a muscle. Like all muscles, they need to be exercised. But just like part of what we do in learning to become fit is we begin to learn how the body works, so we need to do in terms of understanding our brain and how our brain works. And in doing so today, I want to look at why pornography can be so addictive, okay? So let's look at this challenge here. Our brain has 
a couple dynamics that come into play here. The first is this, is our brain naturally recognizes pleasurable activities, okay? We, we enjoy things, again, good food, time with friends, good music. All of these things are, are pleasures that God created and wants us to enjoy. The second dynamic is this, is our brain and our body is conditioned and designed to work in a specific way when we experience uncomfortable emotions or we're in uncomfortable situations. And this is also going to hurt us in this process of creating self-mastery and freedom from looking at pornography. So let's start by looking at the brain and how it recognizes and seeks pleasure in activities. Okay. Now I'm going to, I'm going to start here. I want to start with the example of, of like your favorite food. And one of my favorite foods is a Culver's cookie dough concrete mixer. If any of you know anyone at Culver's and they want to be a podcast sponsor, I would absolutely love it. They could provide me free cookie dough concrete mixers and I would gladly take them. Okay. That is one of my favorite foods. Now, now how did it become one of my favorite foods? Well, at some point, the first time a Culver's opened up in my area, I went to their restaurant and I had a cookie dough concrete mixer. And I loved it. My brain was flooded with dopamine when I tasted the creamy custard, the cookie dough mixed in, and just the sugary goodness of it. And the dopamine that was released, it's one of the feel-good chemicals in our brain. It's why we take pleasure in these things. And, and dopamine is a good thing. It, it helps us focus. Uh, it helps us follow through on the things that we do. So in school, in class, uh, or at work, hopefully dopamine is slowly being released throughout the day because it keeps us interested. It keeps us focused on, on doing a good job. As I was saying, though, I, the first time I had cookie dough, concrete mixer, my brain was flooded with dopamine. I loved it. It was great. Now, I want to take you to the second time I had a cookie dough concrete mixer. I'm driving down the road. I see that there's a Culver's. And I'm like, oh, that's that place that I had that cookie dough concrete mixer. Oh, that was so good. And immediately my brain takes me back to those emotions and those sensations. And it starts to release a little bit of dopamine. And I start thinking, well, I guess maybe I could stop and I could get one. And all of a sudden my brain starts going again. It starts releasing some dopamine. Okay, here we go. Yep, Jeremy. Yep, think of how good that cookie dough concrete mixer is going to be. It's going to be wonderful. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to go get one. And so I go, I have the concrete mixer. Now, interestingly enough, the second time I eat the concrete mixer, there isn't as much dopamine coming in my brain while I'm eating it. The dopamine was actually being released as I was anticipating it. So as I'm going through this process, these steps to get to the concrete mixer, that is when the dopamine is being released. Okay. And part of what it's doing in the anticipation is it's also starting to lay down a neural pathway. 
So a neural pathway is, it's a connection of neurons in our brain, these little chemicals that connect, that go from point A to point B. So I, I go from wanting something that tastes good or makes me feel good to the delivery of it, in this case, a, a cookie dough concrete mixer. All right. And every time I do that, every time I go along that neural pathway, it starts out maybe like a, a dirt bike path through the park. If you can think of when you're a kid, there was a dirt bike path. And then eventually the city comes in and they pave it or they put tar down. And after enough time, it becomes this nice, smooth, easy riding bike path that you can just hop on and you can go fast and you don't have to worry. That's the way neural pathways are in our brain. And eventually, I can create that with cookie dough concrete mixers, with video games, with social media. Maybe I get that way with binging Netflix or YouTube videos. Those are all examples of things that release dopamine in high amounts and easily become neural pathways in our brain. So now let's equate this to pornography and look at why this is so challenging. Now, the first time you looked at pornography, you probably didn't realize the significance of it. You might have been 7, 10, 12, 13 years old, maybe came across it by accident, somebody showed it to you. But there was something there about it. God created us as men to be interested in the beauty of the woman. And one of the areas of a woman's beauty is her sexuality. And so we were naturally drawn to it. And unfortunately, as John Paul says, the, the problem with pornography is not that it shows too much of the woman, it's that it shows too little. Unfortunately, we got caught up in pornography and just the exterior of the woman, simply her body, the way she looks and the qualities of the body, instead of the qualities of her person, her soul, her feelings, her emotions, her strengths her insecurities that make her who she is. But there was a legitimate excitement there to it. And so that first time that we see pornography, there probably was dopamine being released. And then maybe later on, another time you, be, you began to, uh, you had an opportunity to view it and, and your brain kind of naturally went through, oh yeah, this is that thing that it was really interesting. I didn't understand it, but it was really interesting. And so a little dopamine gets released again. And then another time you do it again and another time. And our brain began to create this neural pathway associating pornography with something exciting, something positive. And the challenge is this. Again, God designed sex to be one of the ultimate dopamine experiences in our lives. The sexual experience between a husband and a wife is meant to bond them together. It's meant to be a wonderful expression of love between a husband and a wife. But pornography turns it into this artificial, secondhand experience that's kind of like it, but it's fake, and it's not really there, and it's not satisfying because there's not a real sense of connection. But at the same time, because looking at pornography often ends with the experience of engaging in masturbation, with climax and orgasm, it's this huge dopamine experience that our body can get conditioned to and can begin to look forward to and create these neural pathways. So essentially, it's hijacking 
the reward system that God created in our brain. And then what happens is, so now we begin to have a negative experience and we're unhappy and we naturally want to experience something positive. We naturally want to feel better. And so our brain starts to look at, well, what is it that makes me feel better? And our brain is naturally going to look for things to make us feel better. And what is one of the most powerful things that can make us feel good? Unfortunately, pornography is a huge dopamine rush. And then when we couple that again with masturbation and orgasm, it's this huge chemical cocktail that can become hugely addictive for us. So what we want to do is we want to begin to get some understanding of why is this so difficult? And that's why I wanted to go through this in this episode is explain what's happening in the brain, how pornography and the whole dopamine effect that goes along with it makes us extremely difficult to overcome. And in the next two episodes, we'll begin to look at what we can do to overcome pornography and rewire the brain, even if we've created these neural pathways. So my invitation to you between now and the next episode, take some time and ask yourself the questions, what are the places that I'm going to to get dopamine hits when I want to feel better? Pornography, masturbation, simple things that maybe aren't bad like video games, food, social media, binging YouTube or Netflix. These are all things that we can turn to and on their own, they're not bad, but we want to begin to get some self-awareness because self-awareness leads to self-possession, which then allows us to become a gift and to begin to direct where we send our desires. So thanks for listening to this episode. Again, in the next two episodes, we'll begin to look at how do we solve for this problem. But in the meantime, know that I'm praying for you. If you want to learn more about our ministry, what we can do, you can check us out at freedomtolove.org, freedomtolove.org. In the meantime, know that we're praying for you and we want to, to be here to support you and to guide you on this journey. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Freedom to Love podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on iTunes and share us with a friend. Until next time, remember what St. Paul wrote in his letter to the Galatians. Brothers, you were called for freedom. God bless.